Thanks to some big performances from George Kirby and Taylor Trammell, the Mariners kicked off their road trip with a 10-0 shutout of the Orioles last night in Baltimore. We're going to recap the action and also talk about why Justin Upton's fit on this team could get complicated on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022, and this is the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Locked On Mariners listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez. He's Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash control zone. We typically post two additional shows on there every week and get into some bigger ideas and bigger topics, whereas Locked On Mariners covers more of the day-to-day with the M's. We also get into some non-baseball discussions on Control the Zone as well. It's a fun time, so be sure to check it out. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash control zone. If this is your first time joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on YouTube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it so again as I mentioned in the cold open we're going to be talking about Justin Upton and his fit on this team which could get a little bit complicated with Taylor Trammell and, and Kyle Lewis as well we're also going to get into Robbie Ray, who is starting tonight for the Mariners as they look to secure their second consecutive series victory. But first, let's get into last night's ball game. Again, the Mariners win 10-0 over the Orioles. It's their second shutout victory in three games. And uh, that was thanks in big part to uh, some pretty big performances from, from George Kirby and Taylor Trammell. Kirby goes six scoreless, eight strikeouts, and Trammell goes three for four with a pair of doubles and four RBI. And let's start with Trammell here because arguably this was his best game at the major league level ever. What did you see out of uh, Trammell, and what have you seen from him thus far through 22 plate appearances since he was called up? Yeah, I mean, aside from the uh, obvious caveat that it's 22 plate appearances, and that's I mean, in the grand scheme of things, meaningless. Um, one of the obviously biggest and most obvious improvements that he's made so far uh, is that he basically cut his strikeout rate in half over what it was last year. Um, and he's walking more, uh, believe it or not. He is walking 13.6% of the time. Uh, strikeout rate down to 22.7. That's right at about league average. And that's kind of what stopped Trammell from being a bigger uh, factor in last year. Uh, and last year's team is the the strikeouts were so high that you just couldn't justifiably keep him uh, on the roster any longer. So uh, that's kind of what it is right now is he seems to be uh, making uh, more contact. He's walking uh, even more uh, than he was last year. The expected numbers are still pretty good. Uh, 254, 450 uh, slugging. Um, so even though his, current numbers are insane even his expected numbers based on batted ball data uh suggest that he's been good i mean he's been fine he's been a, a quality major leaguer um through 22 plate appearances again yeah. um i don't mean to keep hammering that home but we do have to it is that. the smallest sample size of small sample sizes there is really 
Yeah, and one of the things that right now looks pretty good um, is you look at his his uh, his spray chart. Um, last year he was fifty two percent pull. This year he's thirty six percent so far. Um, so yeah, he's using the whole field a little bit more. Uh, still, you know, hitting with some power. His pop up rate last year sixteen point nine percent. The batting average on pop ups is basically indistinguishable from the batting average on strikeouts and the batting average on strikeouts if you guys didn't know was zero so um basically pop-ups have like a 50 batting average like 0.050 um mm. that dropped from 17 percent last year to seven percent so far this year um you know hitting more fly balls instead of pop-ups um line drive rates down but uh, he seems to be uh, making better swing decisions. He's not whiffing nearly as much. Um, still struggling with off-speed stuff, and, and at some point, Trammell has to go back down. He's he's just not he's not quite a big leaguer yet, I don't think. Um, but it's been an encouraging start, and and yeah, you know, he three three hard hit balls last night. Uh, he's definitely you know been an upgrade over Steven Souza, and we'll see for how much longer he can uh, he can keep this up, and how much longer the Mariners are are going to um ride the hot bat yeah so the mariners uh get 10 runs of course 13 hits 17 hard hit balls in this game uh they had 11 hard hit balls that went over 100 miles per hour just ridiculous stuff from the offense uh six extra base hits interestingly none of them went over the wall though they were doing all of this completely just by moving the line on the base pass and uh the orioles of course uh, not really at full strength. They had played five times in four days uh, down in Boston, and uh, they were opting to go for a pseudo bullpen day with Brian Baker getting the opening and um, Zach Lothar getting called up from AAA to kind of piggyback off of him, and it just did not go well whatsoever for the uh, for the Orioles. And this one, uh, the Mariners just jumped on both of those guys really early. Um, you know, of course, uh, Julio Rodriguez with the RBI double, which... <laughs> We talked about it yesterday. This would have been a home run at Camden Yards last year, but because of the walls being moved back, which are really, really ugly, and watching them for nine innings last night, it, that just confirmed my priors on that. Um, yeah, so they, uh, you know, they they got that first run and then just exploded from that point forward. And uh, you know, Ty France with another big game. Cal Raleigh had a nice game. Um, yeah, every, pretty much everyone aside from J.P. Crawford and Eugenio Suarez contributed last night. Crawford was the only uh, hitter uh, in the Mariners starting nine last night who did not get a hit. It was just mm -hmm. a, a complete performance for the offense. Now, let's talk about George Kirby, who has had um, a couple of... Uh, eh, lackluster starts um over his last uh, couple of outings uh but he got back after it in this one had some shaky command in the first inning but was able to work through that and uh just cruise uh for the next five innings to uh to go six scoreless uh what did you see out of kirby yeah it's probably the best fastball we've seen since the uh, the first start um generated seven whiffs on 29 swings that's not an ungodly percentage but it is going to be important for Kirby to get value out of that fastball. Um, so it was it was a good pitch for him. It wasn't a great pitch, uh, but it was definitely the most value he's gotten out of it since that first start. Uh, slider was pretty sharp. Got a lot of uh, swings and misses, uh, five whiffs on it, but uh, I think all five were for strikeouts. It was just a nasty pitch, particularly to lefties last night. 
Um, it was probably the best we've seen the, the slider um, all year. And then just kind of mixed in uh, 14 curveballs, didn't generate any whiffs on those. Um, but he did throw, you did get, you know, three swings and uh, four called strikes. Mm-hmm. So about a 50% strike rate on, on the curveball there. Um, and then he, he mixed in seven changeups. It wasn't really a, a factor uh, of a pitch. Um, in fact, the the one that he threw that got put in play, he threw he, seven changeups, uh, only generated one swing. That one swing was put in play. Uh, and it was for 106.5 mile per hour exit below. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, he did, he did throw two changeups for strikes called strikes. Uh, so he had, he got something out of that pitch, uh, but it was mostly fastball slider from him. And it just so happened to be the best, uh, slider that, uh, that we've seen from Kirby so far. And it was the closest we've seen since start one, uh, to start one. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it, it was, it was a good night for Kirby. Wouldn't classify it as great but the last probably four or five in- last three or four innings he looked very very good against uh mm-hmm. i mean it's not a good lineup but it's not the there's some hitters there's some hitters though yeah, as we talked about yeah. yesterday you got you know anthony santander you got austin hayes mm-hmm. you got trey mancini you you know cedric mullins etc there, there's talent in this lineup for the orioles yeah. so it's a uh, it's definitely not a walk in the park and it was certainly a uh, an impressive outing for Kirby and one that was certainly needed for him coming off of the last couple starts, as I mentioned. So uh, we're going to be going back to the Tremel discussion a little bit and and how that kind of ties into Justin Upton as well as Kyle Lewis. Just a moment, but real quick, a reminder: this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Mariners listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever piece go to bluenile.com today you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day now before we get into our next topic we have an important favor to ask you we've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite locked on podcasts even better this is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about locked on podcasts go to lockedonpodcast.com survey right now to get started it won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 100 ticketmaster gift cards to take our audience survey go to lockedonpodcast.com slash survey thanks for your help so uh we have uh by the way we actually have some news here abraham toro has been activated after just one rehab game down in everett in which he went two for four with a pair of singles a pair of rbi singles and a walk and uh, Kyle Lewis has unfortunately been added to the, I would assume, the seven-day uh, injured list uh, yes. for concussion protocol. And that is retroactive to Saturday, which is the last time that he played. He was, of course, 
hit in the left shoulder uh, by a slider from Jose Urquidy, and that ricocheted off to the uh, side of his helmet. And so now he is in the concussion protocol and uh, will be out for at least a couple more days uh, before he can uh, be eligible to return to the field. Uh, sucks, uh, but that kind of ties into our discussion here a little bit as well uh, with Justin Upton, who is about to join AAA Tacoma after getting some time in extended spring training after signing with the Mariners a couple weeks ago. And um, according to Scott Service, when uh, Upton is elevated to the active roster, he's going to be playing right field pretty much every day. But as we talked about earlier, Taylor Trammell has been pretty good, again, through 22 plate appearances. But let's just assume here for a moment that Trammell is good, that he actually is going to be able to contribute to this team for a, for an extended period of time and that Lewis isn't going to be on the aisle for too long. I mean, that creates kind of some complications here for the Mariners, right? Especially when, you know, if you do have a young player like Trammell playing well, why would you suddenly cut his playing time down to give that to Justin Upton, who's a veteran who's been declining over the last three years? Right. Well, you you, you can make it work. Um, the Mariners have been really hesitant to use Trammell against lefties. Um, anytime there's been a lefty, you know, late, uh, they, they pinch hit for him. And it's not like they're pinch hitting to go to Justin Upton, who's, been okay against lefty still they're pinch hitting to go to dylan moore and it's just like eh. uh, now yesterday they did let Tramel hit against lefty and uh, it worked out fine um so we'll see what they want to do there but they can make it work but it is tricky because Tramel is undoubtedly the better defender that's that's not even a question at this point and honestly he might be a better hitter we don't know because upton hasn't been a major league quality hitter for the last three years give or take um, and obviously Lewis has to DH. He's not going to play the field anytime soon. So can you kind of platoon where, you know, uh, Upton gets to start against lefties and, and, uh, Trammell gets to start against righties. You could, and, and obviously there are going to be days where Kyle Lewis, even with a favorable matchup, isn't going to be in the lineup. You can't trust him to be in the lineup every day. It's a, it's a day by day trial basically with Lewis. Um, so if it's, you know, I, I assume Lewis is only going to play three, four times a week. So there are going to be three other days where you need a DH and, and keeping Tramel up and using him in right field and using Upton as your primary DH. That makes a lot more sense than, mm-hmm. you know, Tramel or uh, then Upton in right field and, and Mike Ford as the DH. You know what I mean? So right. they can make it work, but it is a little tricky. And you do want Taylor to continue to get at bats fairly regularly because he is a young player and he is a player who still carries enough upside that. You shouldn't just sacrifice his development, you know, just to to have a guy, basically. Right. So Tramel also comes with the ability to play all three outfield spots. He's he's more than capable in center field. Uh so if something happens to Julio, like maybe he gets ejected. Um or you know, something worse uh, happens. That's that that's right. We didn't even talk about that in the last segment, yeah. Julio getting ejected. That yeah. was uh, very Ichiro esque of, of Julio. <laughs> very uh passive aggressive way to get kicked out of a baseball game, but uh also, you know, screw the umpires. Anyways. Yeah, L- um, Lance so, Barrett decided that he needed the attention on him. Yeah. I'm sorry you didn't get the attention you needed as a child, Lance, but I'm glad you got it last night. Anyways. Um so they can make it work. They can. Uh because, again, there are going to be days where Lewis just is not going to be available, and you want Trammell, you want Upton, 
because those are better options right now, at least than Dylan Moore or Sam Haggerty in the outfield. So mm-hmm. we'll see what they decide to do. But yeah, it's, it gets a bit tricky because you, you, I don't think Upton's going to want to accept a pure platoon role, but if you're facing, you know, two lefties in a week and then Lewis just can't go against two, you know, two other starts, there's, there's four starts right there that you can give to Trammell or you can give to Upton. Um, so I think you can make it work. It just, it's, it's going to be tricky and, It'll be interesting to see how the Mariners play it. Uh, Haggerty and Moore both have options, and frankly, Trammell is going to help you more than either of those guys right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the main concern for me really is is Upton being in right field because he hasn't yeah. played in right field since 2016. He hasn't registered a single inning out there in, in over half a decade. Uh, that's partly concerning you know the, especially also, when you have jesse winker in another corner yeah <laughs> he was never that good out there either by the way yeah so like, yeah yeah mm. yeah the the arm strength uh not great <laughs> nor is the accuracy nor is really his legs either but hey you know uh the, the mariners this year and this past offseason made it clear that they didn't really care about outfield defense and it's Honestly, sure. nothing short of a miracle here that uh, Julio Rodriguez has turned into a, a well above average center fielder defensively, uh, which none of us could have projected <laughs> at the time. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, they, they basically thrown that out of the window. And so, you know, it's it's really isn't much of a surprise, but it's definitely a concerning mm-hmm. aspect of this ball club if. You know, your your everyday corner outfielders are going to be Justin Upton and uh, Jesse Winker. Because at least, like, he, here's the thing with with Mitch Haniger as well is like, at least with Haniger, he has the arm strength, right? Like that kind of gives you some value out of there. Yeah, Upton th- gives you literally nothing <laughs> in right field. He gives you there is nothing that Justin Op- Upton offers you in right field that is any sort of positive. At least one that's noteworthy. Right. And like it could very well just be that the Mariners don't care what Trammell does. Uh, they're going to send him down regardless. Sure. Um, but again, I, I think that the defense you get from Trammell late, I think that the the fact that Lewis is only going to play three or four times a week if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, I think you can get enough at-bats for both Trammell, Lewis, and, and Upton yeah. uh, that you don't need to send Trammell down. I mean, if, yeah. if the plan is for, for Trammell to be the bench guy and play once a week, then you should just send him down. But I don't think they have to make that decision yet. But we'll see what they do. I mean, it's I'm not a huge fan of the Upton thing anyways. I would just much rather trade for, I mean, maybe not Tommy Pham now, but, you know, Tommy Pham, <laughs> Ben Gamble, Tyler Naquin. Like, I mean, just don't let him get involved in any fantasy football leagues in the clubhouse. And hey, 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 honestly, we've all been there. <laughs> i'm curious so, uh, as to how much money it was <laughs> do we yeah, know it's significant but for those guys that's like 100 grand maybe i don't know yeah, but whatever yeah. whatever it is what it is and uh yeah we'll see what happens with upton but uh you know i i kind of doubt we see him on this road trip i think he's probably going to need a week or two in, in tacoma so mm-hmm. probably the start of the next homestand we'll have to have a real uh serious discussion about what the Mariners do. And by that time we should have another 50 plate appearances from Trammell to, to kind of give us an idea. 
Yeah. So uh, a little bit of a surprise there that that Toro's back, but that's good because he was uh, he, he was starting to get hot before he uh, he got hurt. And then uh, Eric Swanson is about to start his rehab assignment. He had a live mm-hmm. bullpen yesterday and uh, Scott Service uh, yesterday actually said that he believes there's a chance that Swanson could rejoin the team before the road trip ends. So uh, getting Swanson back would be huge for this team especially for this bullpen which since swanson has been out uh since may 14th has been running an era of 543 uh they are tied 20th in f4 uh right now so yeah uh, any help that that can that bullpen that unit can get uh is uh, certainly welcome so uh we're gonna be talking about tonight's game in just a moment we've got robbie ray going on the bump for the m's tonight as they look for their second consecutive series victory that would be the first time they've won back-to-back uh series since mid-april it's been a while so uh, we're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. So Robbie Ray has uh, he hasn't been great over his last three starts, but he's been a lot better. He's generated twenty or more swings and misses in each of his last three starts, and he's had better feel for his slider as well. And against the A's uh, in his last start, he pretty much avoided the big inning. He just got got on a couple of uh, home runs, uh, the the big one being the two-run shot by Elvis Andrews, uh, because Elvis Andrews, of course, in 2022 is, is doing damage against the Mariners. But that I digress. We're, we're not talking about that. I am not reflecting on that series. I am not dooming on this episode. But let's talk about... Uh, Robbie Ray here, who again has been, you know, kind of underwhelming. Let's just say it since, uh, you know, to start the season. But again, like I said, some positive signs here as of late. What are you hoping to see from Ray in this game uh, against the Orioles? Which again, by the way, Camden Yards is a place that he struggled at even last year in his Cy Young award winning season. So, you know, and home runs have been a big issue for him. I believe he's given up 10, but of course, with the walls moved back, hopefully that cuts down on that a little bit some in this game. Uh, but it, yeah, again, let, what are you hoping to see out of Ray tonight? I mean, I would like to see him just kind of continue what he's been doing minus the beginning. That would be great. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's he's striking out a lot of guys right now. Uh, in the month of May, it's, it's funny, he threw to the... Uh, the exact same number of innings as he did in April. He threw to only one extra batter in April. So April and May, basically the exact same sample size. Um, he gave up, you know, six home runs in, in May. Uh, and he gave up four more earned runs in May in the same number of innings. So his ERA is higher. But when you look at it, he walked fewer guys, he walked nine guys in 30 innings, uh, and he struck out 42. His whip went down to 1.15. Um he was better in May than he was April minus the beginning or uh, the beginning issue. And I know those count, you can't just take them away, but I think Ray's been pretty good. Um, not relative to what he was last year, but relative to who he's been most of his career. I feel like the Mariners are basically getting that guy right now. He's running a four, one, eight FIP. Um, he's running a three, six, two X FIP. 
Uh, his case per nine are back over 10. His uh, walks per nine are just over three. All of those are, are perfectly fine. So just kind of has to avoid the beginning. And, and, and I feel like he has a chance to be very good tonight against this Orioles lineup. They chase a lot. They strike out a lot. Uh, you talk about the ballpark and how the threat of the home run is significantly reduced. Uh, so Ray can be a little more aggressive in the strike zone. Uh, so I feel like this is a, a good start for Robbie to go six, seven innings, give up two or three runs at the most and strike out 10, 11 guys. It, it sets up nicely uh, for Ray to have a, uh, a I don't want to say dominant start, but to have a, a start that, you know, can kind of start to turn uh, the tides on a season. And he started to do that already. So um, I, I expect Ray to have a pretty good game tonight. I think he'll rack up a ton of strikeouts. It's just going to be, can he avoid the walks? And can he avoid the home run? Can he avoid those three one counts where he has to throw a fastball to Trey Mancini and Mancini destroys it after he's walked two guys? Really, mm. that, that's basically what it is with Ray. Can he avoid the big inning? And avoiding the big inning typically comes down to avoiding uh, walks. And uh, it's not that Ray's walking a ton of guys, it's just that when he does walk them, they tend to score often. Um, so. Yeah, it's, it's just about working around those. And he started to do that in the Oakland series. We saw him work around some traffic. The Andrus home run was kind of chintzy. It was a kind of a cheap home run. Uh, they were definitely using the juice ball that inning. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Ray has a good chance to go out tonight and, and throw well and give the Mariners a really good shot to uh, to take the series. So Orioles are countering with Kyle Bradish, uh, who's mm-hmm. been – bad this year <laughs> let's just say it he's 731 era um in six starts uh 21 and a third innings pitch he struck out 29 batters uh over that time uh running a 1.5 whip uh, so you can uh, you can definitely uh you can definitely get to him um he's also uh when i was doing research for the uh the left field wall stuff for the orioles by the way he's given up two of the three home runs that have gone over the uh effective walls so um yeah he's uh he's had a home run problem um yeah he's a 23.3 percent home run to fly ball rate this year um yeah he's averaging two home runs per nine and because you look at his his k's and his walks doesn't Mm -hmm. walk a ton of guys Mm-hmm. More than a strikeout per inning, like this guy's the number ten prospect in a pretty decent Oriole system. Like, there's there's some tools here, so it's, it's yeah, really yeah, just been about sure. the home run. Yeah, um, well, it's a good thing that you mentioned the home run stuff, though, because it leads into my prediction for this game. Mike Ford oh is going boy. yard tonight. He's going yard tonight. He's absolutely going yard tonight. The walk god is going yaya. At Oriole Park tonight, uh, to uh, you know, and plus, if for left-handed hitters, going yard to straight away right, uh, right field over that big wall, not too difficult. If you can get some elevation on the ball and hit it pretty hard, you got a good chance of uh, of leaving the ballpark. So, yeah, I'm going Mike Ford as my pick to click, if you will. Though every time we do pick to clicks, uh, picks to click, they, oh, for uh, three. They, they don't pan out super well. It well, it started out great for me this year. I like I think I picked Toro and I picked someone else, and that worked out for the first two times that we did it. And then from that point forward, it, we have cursed the Mariners. So maybe I just curse the Mariners again. Unfortunately, maybe. Um, by the way, I I think there's a, I think Bradish should probably come into this game and just throw a slider, <laughs> almost exclusively. 
Um, the fastball, you look at the heat, the heat map on the fastball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the entire middle of the plate is red. Everything else is blue. So yeah, he seems to have a hard time not throwing his fastball right down the pipe. Uh, slider, <laughs> the heat map on the slider is like dark red on the lower outside mm-hmm. corner, uh, to, to left, uh, to righties. So yeah, he seems to command the slider just fine. It's the yeah. fastball that sucks. So if I were the Mariners, I would hunt the fastball. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I, I would say so. But uh, your recommendation to Kyle Bradish would be be Matt Whistler, basically. Yes. <laughs> be Matt Whistler. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, that is uh, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. Follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's President Pass. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace.